The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Now it's time to talk Braves, Falcons, and college football with a Deep South college football legend. It's the Buck Baloo Show, exclusively on The Fan. Welcome to the Buck Baloo Show. We're in the Battery Atlanta at 680 The Fan Studios, and you might be listening on 680 AM, maybe 93.7 FM. Remember now, we're streaming at 680thefan.com. You can click and watch. Or you might have that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of coming. That way you can listen crystal clear regardless of where you're at. You could be in Hawaii. And listen to the show crystal clear with that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota. You can even listen to the hometown Braves broadcast team later this afternoon on the fan mobile app. Fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next car, Beaver Direct. Visit BeaverToyotaOfComing.com and let them wow you. 10 o'clock hour on the fan is brought to you by the Haug Baron Law Group. You're champions of personal injury law. You need to win. Go to championshiplaw.com. As we get started, hey, it's Friday. You made it, folks. What's up, Buck? Coach Smart, good luck against Vandy in that homecoming game. Thank you, Buck. Let's not get anybody else hurt. Got some big games coming up. Need to start playing our best football. And we've got some news coming down on the Braves we're going to have in just a moment. Right now, though, we're going to start it off with Buck's Big Tech. Buck's Big Take. And, Nerny, I can't, I can't wait to get your reaction on this one. I thought that I had seen it all until last night. Now I've seen it all. Went to a JV football game at Gainesville. And notice the Gainesville quarterback had a white jersey on. Now, the rest of the team was wearing red. That's odd, I thought. Then the game starts. Our War Eagle quarterback was getting blitzed. He was getting lit up. The Gainesville quarterback must have cut a much better deal with the officials because he wasn't allowed to get hit. The play was blown dead when he got touched. That's right. The Gainesville quarterback wasn't allowed to get hit. Our quarterback was all the way live. So after the game, I had to ask our coach about this strange rule change. I'd never seen this before. And he told me that when he got off the bus, the referee told him that South had already agreed to play under these conditions. Well, 
He found out later that nobody at South had agreed to play under these rules. And so that's the way they played it. What? So was, this was an official game, not yeah. like a jamboree or scrimmage? No, it's a uh, JV game. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I thought those rules were uh, reserved for Tom Brady there in the NFL. That, you know, once he uh, once you touch him, it's anything stunned. more than a touch is fifteen yards. That's I was stunned. Yeah, I've never heard that before. I mean, I, I would you know think from a legal standpoint, you could petition to have that game forfeited if if it well there was no agreement. I mean, do you make made. the trip up and then turn around and leave because of uh, something that you were told? I mean, at the time, he said, okay, somebody from our school had agreed to play under these conditions. That's what he was told. That's bizarre. What was the final score? Oh, I don't know. It was uh, 21-14, something like that. You guys lost? Yeah. Oh, yeah, then I would petition that, yeah. yeah I was stunned. I and maybe, look, it was because it's on the heels of this NFL roughing the passer controversy that, you know, right now, uh, after seeing that with Grady Jarrett last week, and then seeing this last night on the football field I'm talking about, I have now seen it all. Never thought I'd see that. I saw it last night. Unbelievable. All right, let's chop it up. We, uh, we're going to chop it up here in a minute. <laughs> Oh, you got to give Nerdy the heads up. There you go. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com. <laughs> My bad, man. Curveball. My bad. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and chop it up. Big news coming down as we come on the air today. The Atlanta Braves have made a big announcement. There's a big baseball game in Philadelphia today, and the winner takes charge of this NLDS series and puts the loser in an elimination situation tomorrow. The Phillies are going with their ace, Aaron Nola. The Braves are handing the ball to... Spencer Strider. Get the win this time, mustache boy. Spencer Strider getting the ball for the Braves today in game three. As the uh, the news on that is just coming down a few moments ago. Spencer Strider, a 23-year-old rookie, rested, healed up. He had a little uh, pull on his side that, you know, he had to sit down and rest it up and get some treatment. But obviously, he's ready to go now. He's one of Major League Baseball's most dominant starters this season. 20 starts. 2.67 ERA, 131.2 innings with 202 strikeouts. Fastball sitting up there at 99 miles an hour. And he has dominated the Philadelphia Phillies this season, going 4-0. They couldn't touch him. Now, I'm not sure why we waited until the last minute to make the announcement. All indications were Charlie Morton, the veteran, would have been getting the ball today. Now, he's getting it in game four tomorrow. So we're going Strider today, Morton tomorrow. I'm with you, Buck. I thought it was going to be uh, Charlie Morton today, but the biggest, you know, obviously a lot of questions surrounding Spencer. We didn't know uh, how the oblique was, how he would respond, but it's good to see. Obviously, he must be feeling pretty good. Well, you know, the little bit of information that's been coming down over the last week was <clears throat> was that, he, you know, he threw off the flat ground. He fell fine. Right. 
showed up for work the next day, threw off the mound a little bit. Hey, felt fine. They were going to continue to monitor him. So, Buck, what do you think? They're going to monitor the innings today? How how does that work with uh, with Spencer? Well, look, I keep seeing all this, all this talk and, uh, you know, the writers writing about how Strider might only be able to go uh, three innings when he gets the ball because now he's been out over 10 days. And I was thinking the opposite, as a matter of fact. I mean, I was thinking, okay, he's had over 10 days to rest, coming off a long, his longest season of his career. And so I'm thinking the opposite. I'm thinking, my goodness, with this rest, he might be able to go eight innings in the game today. Call me crazy. Well, you know, he hadn't stretched it out in 10 days. You know, they act like 10 days in eternity. I'm thinking that he might go deeper into the ball game today as opposed to just two or three innings. That's what I'm thinking. I think so, too. I think this was just gamesmanship uh, being put on by Snit and the Braves organization. I mean, why give the Phillies a heads up that they're going to pitch a guy that they haven't been able to touch uh, at all the regular season? So, I, yeah, I just think this was this is part yeah. of the plan. I think Strider, I mean, he, he's... He goes out there and he's effective. You know, there's not going to be a limit on him. See what things are like in October. See, I was. We were getting to the point where I thought what would happen was the bottom of the first inning, you would have Snit. He would trot out uh, either Charlie Morton, Spencer Strider, and Jake Odorizzi, and they would all three be standing up on the pitcher's mound, and then then Snit would motion, and two of them would exit. And one would remain on the mound. You know, the behind door number one, door number two, door number three. Take it up to the very last moment. Gamesmanship, huh, Nerny? No really reason, and we see this in football all the time now where these coaches are hiding what they're going to do. There's, you know, there's no reason to help out the opponent in preparation for the game. So you're seeing this in football all the time, like Alabama right now with Bryce Young. Well, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's been practicing. He's been limited, but uh, that's all the information we have for you right now. It's like we're going to take it up to the very last moment so you can't prepare. And before the series started, gosh, I was, I was proposing that we throw Strider in game two. See, my theory was you go with Kyle Wright in the series opening game here in Atlanta at Truist, and then you go Spencer Strider in game number two. And it's because both those guys have been much more effective at home being young pitchers. I can understand this. Younger guys, much more effective, much more comfortable at home than they've been on the road. And then you'd have Freed and Charlie Morton, the veterans, that have been around the block a little bit, you got them ready to deal with what you're going to deal with up in Philadelphia. But that was just me. Look, I'm glad of Strider today. Uh, Morton, gosh, he, you know, they thought highly enough of him and what he did this year. They've already given him another one-year contract for $20 million. So they obviously believe in Charlie Morton, or they wouldn't have done that. But the last thing you wanted to do is uh, Morton, who has given up a lot of home runs this season. Go out there and give up a three-run bomb early in the game. 
Strider has absolutely dominated Philadelphia this season. Four starts, 1.27 ERA, 37 strikeouts, and 21 innings. So, hey, I think this is our best-case scenario today. We throw Strider out there, Adam. He's been unhittable, untouchable against the Phillies. And then we got Morton ready to go, a veteran, been around the block, big game Charlie, set to go tomorrow in game four. Makes sense to me. Good job, Snit. Way to make them wait until the very last moment to get this information. Good job, Snit. 680 The Fans coverage of the NLDS is brought to you by the official bank of the Atlanta Braves. Truest, when you start with care, you get a different kind of bank. Man, I tell you, I'm really uh, lifted by hearing that that news come down. I was hoping it was going to be Strider today. And I just no way in the world I think he's limited because he's hadn't pitched in, what, 11 days or whatever it was. Go get him, Spencer. Make him face an elimination game with big game Charlie on the mound tomorrow. All right, we got to get on the move, man. We're coming back and talking about the big story out of college football this week. What's Alabama going to do up in Knoxville? We'll talk about it next. Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Any of you play sports? Turn it up. Turn it up, baby. Hey, everybody, it's the Buck Blue Show on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Hope your Friday's going well. Nerny traffic wasn't too bad getting in here today. Not sure what was going on. Uh, Fridays are always a little bit lighter. People stay home on Friday. And we've got a, a big night planned. Hope you're going to hang out. Uh, extra 106.3. Got our high school football Friday night game of the week. And tonight we got Walton playing Kennesaw Mountain High School. 7.30 kickoff in that one. You know, I thought earlier maybe we'd have been going with that Mill Creek Buford showdown. But, uh. We got Walton High playing Kennesaw Mountain High, 7.30 kickoff tonight. Pre-game show at 7. Then after the ball game, you got the Georgia High School scoreboard show. Steve West and Chris Mooneyham. You get scores and updates from around the state. Friday night football game of the week and uh, the Georgia High School scoreboard show are all powered by Georgia Power and presented by Truist, Marco's Pizza, the University of West Georgia. 
and the good folks over there at Fox 5 Atlanta. Nerney, I am ready for a nugget. Mm, tasty. Time for the College Football Nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Big, biggest story in college football heading into tomorrow comes out of the Alabama-Tennessee showdown. Going down in Knoxville, 3.30 kickoff. And it has been a minute since Tennessee has taken down Alabama. In fact, the Crimson Tide have won 15 in a row in this series. But I tell you what, these volunteer fans are thinking they got a real shot to take down Alabama. Big question out of this game, Bryce Young, the Heisman winning trophy quarterback for Alabama. Is he going to play in this game? These guys think I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. <laughs> is he going to play in this game? My guess is yes. That's my best guess. Now, I don't have sources telling me this. It's just a gut instinct. Well, I've never said that. Keeping up with the updates that have been coming out of Tuscaloosa. And I think Alabama probably will go with playing Bryce Young with the plan of protecting Bryce Young. Now, how do you protect him? Well, you protect him. You put a different colored jersey on him? No. no well, I don't think this is going to be anything like the Gainesville-South Forsyth JV game last night where you can touch one quarterback and light up the other. They're not going to agree to that. But I believe there are, there are ways where you can protect your quarterback a little bit in these games if you're going to play him when he's dinged up, like with the shoulder injury that Bryce Young has. Now, how do you do that? Well... You're, you're not calling any quarterback runs in the game. And you're having a long discussion with Bryce Young about how they need him to play four quarters in the game. And so if protection breaks down, you're throwing the ball away. If you're scrambling, you're getting down before you take the big shot. You might want to run the football a little bit more instead of throwing it 45 times. Perhaps utilizing a quick passing game more in this game where the ball gets out quick. These are the ways that you can protect a quarterback when he's dinged up. Now, how do I know? Well, I, I was a dinged up quarterback, and that's how my coaches protected me back in the day. Now you're risking you're risking that Bryce Young could re-injure that shoulder and be out through the month of November. And I'm not sure that's really something that Alabama needs to happen. Is Bryce Young missing out on the November schedule? Mississippi State, at, at, at LSU, at Ole Miss. December the 3rd against Georgia. If it turns out that way. Or I'll cater to the Tennessee fans. Or a rematch against Tennessee in that SEC title game. You don't want to risk that. 
Saban saying this week that Bryce Young has been practicing, but he's been on a pitch count. Nerney, what do you make of that? He's been on a pitch count. That tells me the right shoulder is not allowing him to cut it loose passing the ball this week at practice. He's on a pitch count. Yeah, to me, it just means you may see him throw uh, to the flats to Jameer Gibbs a little bit more this week. I heard that. So he's making a little bit of progress. This is his right. Feels his left shoulder. That'd be one thing. This is his throwing shoulder. I think last week was kind of a litmus test to see how they would perform offensively without Bryce Young against against a uh, who they assumed to be a lesser opponent. And then, you know, after seeing how it played out last weekend, this yeah. is now, okay, uh, Bryce, we need you back in there. Yeah, and it was like I said before the game last week, Melrose a, Milrose a runner. He's not a passer, and so you got to completely change your offense with him as the quarterback. And it's and it's okay. They've been leaning on Gibbs over the last couple of weeks, which is fine. He's a, he's a superstar out there, and you can still do that uh, while having Bryce Young at quarterback. Take the load off of him, put more of the load on uh, Jameer Gibbs. I think he's talented enough to uh, to do that. Absolutely. So I'm thinking we're going to see Bryce Young get the start in this game. They're going to try to protect him with their uh, play calling. You can make up whatever you want to make up. And I saw where the uh, Alabama third-string quarterback, a little upset, he's thinking Simpson, I believe it is, was thinking he's a better alternative to be the backup quarterback than Milra. I bet Nick Saban's not going to like that. That was uh, on social media. So get ready to see Bryce Young. I'll be stunned if we don't see him. Up there at Neyland Stadium. All right, that's not enough college football for our listeners out there. They're going to want more. So let's give it to them. Best in college football and the NFL. Top 5, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Yeah, we got to get more DT. Let's roll, man. All right, Buck, we're mostly in the deep south today. First, uh, yeah, big game, uh, the biggest game of the weekend. Talking about Tennessee and Alabama, but Buck, when you look at the stats, it's impressive. How does Hendon Hooker have no interceptions? We're halfway through the season at this point. Uh, Well, he's got time to think. Yeah, that helps. He's got time to throw. You look at Tennessee offensively, they've got the second lowest pressure rate in college football. He's been pressured less than every quarterback but one out of 131 teams this year. So that's how, man, you got time to think about where you're going to throw it, and you got time to make the good throw. I mean, Matt Stafford's a little bit jealous. What's going on with Hendon Hooker? Now, what does the the lowest pressure rate mean? Well, it means uh, they take into consideration sacks, hits, and the times the quarterback has been under duress. It means he's chilling back there. Yeah, they hadn't even washed his uniform yet. And we're halfway into the season. He's only been sacked eight times out of 140 attempts. 
that's how he doesn't have any interceptions. Well, we'll see if that changes on Saturday. Speaking of which, as I would think, Will Anderson would be one of those guys getting after uh, getting after Hendon Hooker on yeah, Saturday. Man. Buck, what do you think about Will Anderson's stock in the NFL? Is it dropping a little bit with these NFL scouts? Because we've had him as a consensus, you know, top First three, of the draft. top three, if not, yeah, number one overall pick. Yeah, well, I mean, he's got five sacks. That's productive. Yeah. Uh, I think it's top ten in college football, pretty, pretty the five sacks. Good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not bad. I mean, it's not number one, which he's expected to be. He's got 26 quarterback pressures. That's fantastic. Halfway yeah. through the season, which is pretty impressive. He had 81 last season. Wow. Over the full schedule. He's got 10 tackles for losses, too. He blows up a lot of plays behind the line of scrimmage. He does it all. He's an all-around player. And you know what? Uh, you, you got offensive coordinators Alabama's face this year that have they stayed up into the wee hours of the morning during the week and ready trying to figure out ways to limit Will Anderson Jr. So you got some of that going on, too. I don't think his stock has dropped. In fact, I'll, I think you'll see his numbers go up as the season continues on is what I'm thinking. So, yeah, his stock, come on, man, it hadn't dropped. Dude's a beast. All right, Buck. Well, let's stick in the SEC West and the other Bulldogs. Uh, Mississippi State, looking good this year. Have they impressed you? What do you think of Mississippi State? I'll tell you what impresses me about Mississippi State. The Cowbells? Well, that is impressive. Yeah. Yeah. It's also their, their red zone offense is what's really impressed me out of Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. They've been in the red zone 21 times, and they've got 19 touchdowns. Wow, that's that yeah. is number one in college football. That's highly efficient. Buck, yes. <laughs> they're not settling for field goals, man. They're punching that thing, or they're throwing it into the end zone. Coach Leach calling plays. 19 of 21 trips into the red zone have resulted in touchdowns. The best rate in college football. This season. That is what has impressed me. And here's the magic number with Mississippi State. The magic number is 30. When Mississippi State scores 30 points, Coach Leach and the Bulldogs are undefeated at 12 and 0. 30 is the magic number with those guys. They've been playing better defense out there in Starkville. They got Alabama and Georgia coming up on the schedule. Aye. 19 of 21 in the red zone with touchdowns. That is amazing. All right, Buck. Staying in the deep south in the west here in the SEC. Uh, I don't know if this is a big game. It's it's always a big game out there. But will Auburn, what is it going to take? Can they upset Ole Miss this week? Uh, (laughs) Auburn has owned Ole Miss recently. Traditionally, yeah. 12-1 against the Rebels since 2009. 12-1. And they've been doing it by bullying Ole Miss, for the most part, with their run game, Auburn's been dominating Ole Miss by running the football at them. Uh, Tank Bigsby, probably going to, the game plan says Tank Bigsby's going to get a full dose of carries in this game as they try to continue to do the same thing. I mean, Harson would be crazy to ask his quarterbacks to try to beat somebody because Ashford's the worst-rated quarterback in the SEC. So it's got to be the run game. I wouldn't be surprised if Lane Kiffin tried to sneak an extra defender on the field to stop the run game, Play, try to play with 12. Run one guy off and two guys on, trying to confuse the uh, the official. 
Uh, no, Auburn's not taking down Ole Miss. They may play him close, but, yeah, they're not upsetting Ole Miss. No shot for the Tigers this weekend down there. Now they're not the best bet. We'll have that later at the end of the Ooh, show. That's a tease. I like that. Well, speaking of bets, Buck, you see, oh, you got some gambling. Yeah, give us. We need a little, uh, little gambling insight from Buck Blue himself. You seen the new Vegas odds on the national championship? What do you think about that? Well, that Ohio State is now the favorite to win the national championship. Mm. The odds. Ohio State, the, the favorite to win it all. Now, they've passed Alabama and Georgia coming off last weekend for the first time. Now, look, I don't want to doubt Vegas. I mean, they, they're building those big, uh, impressive-looking structures out in Las Vegas for a, a reason. They seem to know what they're doing most of the time. A lot of people lose it out there in Vegas. But it, uh, could it be that Alabama and Georgia are playing better competition in the big bad SEC than Ohio State, the competition they're facing in the Big Ten. So Ohio State looks more impressive because they're playing lesser competition. Alabama and Georgia playing in the rugged SEC. You think it's easy going out there blowing these teams out? So I would consider that. Not to tell Vegas what they've got going on. Maybe a buy low. Why you is it when Ohio, State, <laughs> when Ohio State has played Georgia uh, or or Alabama when when they play these SEC teams? I don't think they're really taking care of business, are they? So why would this year be any different? Well, there you go. There's your top five. Top five on six eighty. The fan. Atlanta's sports station. Yeah, come on, man. Get with it. Oh, my goodness, man. We're running behind again today, Nerny. We better get to the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25-20, far sideline, 15-10, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union. Haug Law Group, Georgia Pack and Load, Stat Hero, T-Mobile, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Time for the roundtable. Georgia homecoming against Vanderbilt tomorrow in Athens, a 3.30 kickoff. Georgia favored by 40 points in the game. Bandy's lost 23 consecutive SEC games, 23 in a row. Georgia, the last four games against Vandy, the average score has been 44 to 8. Oh, wow. So if you take Vandy in the 40, you might cover under that scenario. Uh, the Bulldogs, I'll tell you one thing I'm really impressed with with Kirby Smart is the fact that uh, you see Kirby is he's not going to just empty the bench to empty the bench. You've got to earn the playing time by practicing at a high level over at Georgia for Kirby to want to put you in the game. Game could be 50 to nothing, and he's not emptying the bench. you got to earn the playing time. So I would think Kirby is, is going to uh, play the ones and look to lay the hammer down in this game tomorrow. 
The ones are going to get plenty of time. There's going to be none of this. Well, we got a bye week next week. We got an easy opponent this week. So we're, we're going to empty the bench. We're going to take the ones out and we're going to rest and heal up and get ready for that trip down to Jacksonville. I don't believe you're going to see that. You're going to see Kirby go with the ones and they're going to play uh, most of the game in this matchup. And I'm hoping you're going to see the Georgia offense do something they've been it's been really disappointing to see George on first down and 10. Really disappointing. They've, uh, over this uh, last three games, they have been in way too many second and long and third and long situations. For my taste, anyway. Got to get better on first down and 10. I mean, every time you look up, they're second and 10, third down and 11. And that is really impacting what's going on on the offensive side of the ball. So I would hope that you're going to see Todd Monken's offense get things cleaned up on first down, uh, clean it up, uh, be more effective on first down. Let's play at second and three, third and two, those situations where you've got the run and the pass in play. When you're third and nine, everybody knows you're going to throw it. So I think that is one big thing for Georgia in this game what should you expect out of vanderbilt well kirby was on with the locker room show earlier this week and he told him what to expect well they got some matchups they got a really good wide out i think he's leading the country in touchdown receptions uh he's a matchup guy's a big you know physical receiver um they don't have a lot of interceptions because a lot of his pass catches are, are rpos you know you're not you're not in coverage on an rpo very usually you're not you know you don't have a zone coverage element everybody's playing the run because it is a run and you got a one-on-one opportunity outside those usually result in either incompletion or completion they're harder plays to intercept um so they keep their turnovers down that way they run the ball efficiently and they get good matchups all right, kickoff 3.30 over at Sanford Stadium tomorrow. And uh, heads up, I'll be at the bookstore from 1 to 3, the UGA bookstore right next to Sanford Stadium. And I'll be there with uh, Lindsey Scott and Malcolm Mitchell. An opportunity for you to come by and say hello, say go dogs, uh, buy uh, Inside the Hedges, my new book. And we'll sign that for you on the way out the door. So look forward to seeing you tomorrow over there. Come on by and say hello. We'll come back and uh, talk a little Falcons football. That's next. Buck Belue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Listening to the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. 
Falcons teeing it up against the 49ers on Sunday. San Francisco, man, they are rushing the quarterback. Wonder if we could cut a deal where they couldn't hit our quarterback. But we could hit theirs. Seems to be in play this day and time. Niners, a five-and-a-half point favorite over our Falcons. And I'm sure Mariota's thinking, okay, I might have to run around a little bit more on Sunday. Although the 49ers defensive line seems to be a little banged up these days. Everybody's dinged up. There are four defensive linemen, including uh, Bosa. He's got a little bit of a groin problem holding him back. Maybe they won't rush the passer as uh, violently as they have earlier in the season. That would certainly help us out a little bit on offense. Yeah, uh, Niners all dinged up for the coming into this game. So Yeah, and they've been out on the East Coast now for the second consecutive week. Might be a little homesick. Tired of living on the road. If Falcons get a little home cooking, pull a minor upset. Yeah, and I'm wondering about Kyle Pitts. Uh, how's that hamstring? How bad was the hamstring? Must have uh, only been a minor issue. Yeah. Because he was back at practice this week. Now, he was limited, now, Pitts, apparently. Pitt said uh, he he wanted to play last week, but yeah. he was apparently he was told he wasn't going to play. So I'm guessing it just tightened up on him. Yeah. There was no pull of the hamstring. And being cautious with, uh, you know, one of your better players that you invested a big old draft pick on, so. Man, I've had a torn hamstring, and you're you're out Ooh. for a uh, extended period of yeah, time. Yeah, luckily this isn't a tear, because yeah, that'll put you out. So I'm thinking it was just a little tight last week. Maybe that thing's loosened up a little bit. But let's say uh, Kyle Pitts is ready to go. Are we going to get him the ball? Are we going to target Kyle Pitts? Great question, Buck. He's six foot six, two hundred forty six pounds, and runs a fo fo. You know what a fo fo is? Fast. Yeah, that, that's really fast. Now, Kyle Pitts, he's got one touchdown in 21 games. That's less than Julio Jones was scoring. One touchdown in 21 games. He's averaging, in the 21 games he's played for the Atlanta Falcons, three catches a game. Three. I'm stunned by that. He was drafted with the fourth pick of the first round. He signed a four-year, $33 million guaranteed contract with a $21 million signing bonus. And yet they can't find a way to get him the football. That seems to me like a little bit of a wasted investment so far. Why would you invest that heavily into one guy and then not find a way to get him the football? That doesn't make any sense to me. Unless maybe the head coach didn't want the tight end, but the general manager did. Maybe it's one of those deals where they were on different pages. And the general manager said, uh, finally, so I'm taking him. He's the, the top-rated player on the board. Then you had co the head coach thinking, yeah, you take him. We're not going to be using him because I don't believe in throwing it to the tight end. Arthur Smith, he likes these tight ends that, that can run block. And, you know, that's not Kyle Pitts. Now, I'm going to have somebody on social media is going to blow me up, and they're going to be saying, Baloo, would you quit talking about this? There's a lack of separation with Kyle Pitts and the guy that's covering him. Those are next-gen stats there, brother. 
I say even in tight coverage, I'm throwing him the football. Hopefully he plays and we find a way to get him the ball. That would that would help out tremendously. All right, picks of the week is the final word today. We went one and one last week. And I sit four, seven, and one on the season. Ugly. All right, in college football, I'm going Clemson, and I'm giving up the three and a half in that game against Florida State. Clemson forces turnovers. Florida State turns the ball over. I'm going to go Clemson, give up the three and a half, and feel good about that. NFL pick this week. (laughs) Man, I'm almost embarrassed to say it. But I'm taking Philadelphia. I'm going to give up the six and a half against them Cowboys. Dallas a little confused about their quarterback situation. What are they going to do there? And things seem to be going too well for Dallas. I'm taking the Eagles giving up the six and a half. So Clemson and Philadelphia are my picks of the week this week. This week went by fast. And I really appreciate the job you guys do behind the glass. Adam Gillespie, uh, he's a road dog. He's road dogging it today. Derek Thomas, great job again today. Nerney, you're the best in the business, brother. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you, Buck. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com.